really excited to share this episode with you, and it's going to be a little different than anything we've done on the show so far. Today, I'm going to talk about the transition that I and this podcast are going through, the reason for that, and then of course, I'm going to give you some strategies and tools that came from my experience because it wouldn't be a Hey Presley podcast without practical advice that you can apply today in your life. So let's get right into it. As you know, the foundation of the Hey Presley podcast has been bite-sized practical advice for your healthiest life. And that's still going to hold true. You know that I believe optimal health is the foundation to anything and everything in life, whether that's relationships, your work, achieving your goals, your fitness routine, you name it. The quality of your life is truly a representation of your health and the priority that you place on it. So with that said, I just launched my new venture, Hey Presley Creative. And with that, the podcast will become more all-encompassing to include valuable tips and strategies and interviews with experts and interesting members of the community that discuss health, business, purpose, mindset, self-development, personal growth, and other facets of a truly fulfilling life. So maybe transition isn't the right word for this change because I think of it more like a facelift or a tune-up. I started this podcast in April of 2017 for a few reasons. First, I absolutely love podcasts. 99% of the time I have my AirPods in and this is not an ad for Apple because let's be honest, they don't need my advertising. But it's so that at any given time, whether it's walking to my car or doing dishes or cleaning the house or working, I can literally, no wires attached, listen and learn through one of the many podcasts out there. Did you know that as of April 2019, there are actually 29 million podcast episodes out in the world and available for download? That is crazy. This medium of free, insanely valuable content intrigued me from the moment I stumbled upon it, and I wanted to contribute. Secondly, before studying nutrition in college, I was actually a journalism major. My first job ever was a freelance journalist in high school. I was an editor-in-chief of my high school paper. I got a partial scholarship to college for page design, just really into the, the journalism scene. So needless to say, I'm a big fan of interviewing and sharing other people's stories to inform the community. And over time, as I got really into health and fitness and started Hey Press and Nutrition, I really started to miss that journalism side of me. And so podcasting felt like a really great way to stay in touch with that. And lastly, I, you know, the last reason I started the podcast is I love a good challenge. <laughs> the week that I quit my nine to five job to work full time and grow Hey Presley Nutrition, I attended the first annual Powerhouse Women event where Lindsay Schwartz, who um, was actually a guest on this podcast, uh, taught me the concept of why not me. And if you're unfamiliar, it's the amazingly simplistic, profound question, why not you? No market is too saturated and your voice is unique and the way that you do something will always be different than the way someone else will do something. And there's infinite free resources online to learn how to do absolutely anything. So honestly, like why not you? So in owning that question, I decided to embark on creating a podcast. And while it was a lot more challenging than I thought I, than I thought it would be, I took that as an opportunity to grow and learn and basically show myself that I could do it. So fast forward almost one whole year later and lots of self-taught recording, editing, preparation, publishing and whatnot. And here we are. So now that I've covered my little sidebar on the podcast, I'll satisfy your curiosity and get into the reason behind this transition. So Hey Presley Nutrition was started in January of 2017, so just about two and a half years ago, and it has truly been the pleasure of my life to build a business that brings me so much joy and really owning what it is to be an entrepreneur. And I don't know if I've said this out loud before, but I have taken two entrepreneur entrepreneurship classes in my life, one in high school and one in college, and I 
I hated it. Like I really didn't like them. I literally thought it was the furthest thing from what I wanted to do. And so it's just so ironic to be in this position now where I can't really even see myself doing anything else down the road. Um, so it just goes to show how many times over in our lives we can change directions and, and reinvent ourselves. Anyhow, so last summer I started feeling that I was pretty burnt out, um, which is normal, you know, like a lot of entrepreneurs go through that. And I just had a really hard time showing up as my best self for my work. And I started resenting what I was doing. I was really struggling with motivation and I just kept grinding through it and assumed it would pass before it became really full on depression. And for quite a long time, I couldn't talk to anybody about it, or I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody about it. Um, because my friends and family had been so supportive of this amazing business that I had built and I didn't want to disappoint anyone or come off like I wasn't appreciative or grateful because I absolutely am. So I'm sure that if you're somebody that struggles to ask for help, I'm sure you can relate to this feeling and it's really difficult. And there's a lot of us that like to be independent and think that we can get through anything on our own. And the fact that I couldn't, or maybe just wasn't equipped yet to navigate this season alone really started to become clear. So I tried talking to a few different counselors and I went on vacations and I continued to do my gratitude journal and I just couldn't shake this like burnt out feeling that I was experiencing. And so eventually I swallowed my pride and reached out to a few close friends, a couple of which who I knew had been through similar situations in their life. And it's probably not surprising to you, and it's not to me in hindsight, that they were incredibly supportive and loving and really helped me figure out what was going on. And through a lot of tools and reflection exercises and and time and intentionality, which I'm going to give you some of those tips here um, in just a moment, I realized that while I still absolutely love working with my clients and nutrition coaching and helping individuals change their lives to be happier and healthier people... I was also really passionate about a whole other side of business that I was neglecting because I felt like I had to, and I had boxed myself into this identity of a nutrition coach, and I was ignoring my desire to talk about and work on systems and automation and small business optimization and all of these other things. And I realized that not only could I pursue multiple interests at a time, but that by building this thriving nutrition company... I could empower other people who were passionate about coaching to have a platform to do that. And it would free up time for me to launch what is now Hey Presley Creative. And it would let other nutrition coaches pour into their cup by helping people, especially in a case where they couldn't or weren't interested in launching their own business. So in December of 2018, Hey Presley Nutrition hired its first coach that wasn't me, uh, Allie Johns, who has done so amazing, and she has a full-time job that she loves. And so by giving her this platform where she can do nutrition coaching part-time when she might not be able to otherwise is seriously just the coolest feeling. Um, and by the time you're listening to this podcast, I believe we'll have two to two or three total other coaches or or people training to become a coach. And from a business perspective, it would probably seem like this move would be inevitable to scale, and that's true. Um, But more than anything, I'm just really proud to give others the opportunity to coach um, and to offer my clients different personalities and backgrounds that they might click more you know, with than another or more than me. Um, And plus, in a really awesome way, it feels like I get the best of both worlds. Like I get to continue pouring into my nutrition clients who I absolutely adore. And I also get to help other small businesses grow through Hey Presley Creative, which satisfies these two huge callings on my heart. Now, I hope you've made it this far in the episode because I want to get into some practical, tangible tips that you can walk away from this show with based on my experience. And whether you're in a funk or you're just trying to spark some new creativity or shift a mindset, 
Here are the top five things that have really helped me and that I think are worth trying yourself. Number one, move your body. I do CrossFit and I think it's great for a lot of reasons, but whatever you like to do to sweat is perfect. And even if you don't work out regularly right now, and actually, especially if you don't, (laughs) this would be extremely valuable for you to change. Um, And it would be silly to think that if you don't like exercise, you know, that it's just not for you because there are so many variations out there. And if you feel like that is you, like you just don't really like exercise or fitness, um, I, I would argue that you just haven't found the thing for you yet. So like look on Groupon, ask your friends what they like to do and join them for a class and drop in or think about what you enjoy to do when you're moving or what you enjoyed when you were younger. Um, and that might give you some inspiration. Maybe it's a sand volleyball league or swimming or a mom's stroller group that meets outside or a dance class. And if it's a cost thing, then again, you could try Groupon or like a free trial of ClassPass, which if you don't know what ClassPass is, um, a lot of my clients love it. So just Google it and you'll learn all about it. Um, or search online for free workouts because there's a million things on YouTube and endless content for you to try and something is better than nothing. Plus, most forms of exercise involve some kind of community, which is crucial when you're going through something. And I just think that exercise can be one of the first things we neglect when we're not feeling awesome. And that's definitely what I did is I I stopped going to the gym as much. Um, But it's really one of the key things that holds constant as it truly promotes a good mood and hormones and energy, which is going to spark creativity and confidence and all of those positive things that you're looking for. So moving your body more often or getting into a consistent exercise or fitness routine, that's number one. Number two, devote time to a daily intention setting practice. And I have to admit that while I've been really good about this in the past, I really felt uninspired, like when I was in my funk to keep up with this practice. And I know now in hindsight that that really wasn't helping anything. Um, And you could even argue that it was hurting it. And I think sometimes we shy away from a morning routine because we think we're already strapped for time. And But it's like Tony Robbins says, he says, um, if you don't have five minutes to meditate, then you need three hours. I'm pretty sure is what he says. (laughs) Um, But there are free trials of apps like Headspace or Calm that you can download on your phone that take you through guided meditations, which are great for those that are new to something like that. Um, Or you could journal. So it could like prompt you instead of meditation. And there's a handful of them out there. um, And I'll put them in the show notes. But You know, Brenda Bruchard has the High Performance Planner. Rachel Hollis has the Start Today Journal. There's the 5-Minute Journal, which you can get on Amazon, or the Daily Stoic. All of those are great options just to encourage you to spend five minutes or less, just getting really clear about what you want out of your day. Um, And if you think it won't make a difference for you to do something like that, then I would challenge you uh, to try it because you have nothing to lose. (laughs) Uh, Number three, seek guidance from family, friends, or a counselor. In talking about this episode, I was telling a friend of mine how one of the things that I did uh, during this tough season was reach out to close friends and basically say, hey, I'm having a tough time right now. Can you check on me now and then? Which might sound silly to you, and it felt really silly to me in the time too. And it also sounded to me very like helpless and vulnerable. But I had to remind myself that those that love me can't read my mind, and they want to help and support me, especially in a time of need, so I might need to tell them what I need. And one of my really great friends who I reached out to ended up meeting me for coffee, and she gave me this exercise that I want to share with you because it was so valuable. So we were sitting down, and we had a piece of paper, and she asked me, what activities in your day bring you joy, or what are you doing when you feel happiest? And together, we made a list of the physical actions or experiences Um, that I did during the day that made me feel the most joy. 
And from big things like taking a vacation to little things like taking pictures or having a great cup of coffee, we wrote all of that down. So then she asked me what activities in your day bring you down. And together we made a list and we wrote things that don't fill up my cup or that steal my energy and so forth. And so the realization that I had in writing these lists, which I'm sure is part of the process, so spoiler alert if you decide to do this journal activity too, um, is that during the day and throughout the week, I was doing a lot of the things on the second list and almost nothing on the first. And it's worth noting that some of the things on the don't really want to be doing this list are things that I have to do, whether it's you know for work or just being an adult. So it's not like I can realistically just do less of those right now maybe, but Um, I can be more intentional about where I'm doing them throughout my day, and I can potentially outsource those tasks. Um, And furthermore, I can be really intentional about sprinkling more of the first list, the things that bring me joy, into my week. And the other really cool thing about this practice is I walked away now with a list of things that I enjoy doing. So when I'm having a particularly hard day, I can look at that list for ideas of things to take a quick break and do in some small way, even if I can't fully do them, um, just to boost my mood a little bit. So I would really encourage you to try that. Um, That exercise brought up a lot for me, and I think that you might really be surprised too. Um, And still on the topic of seeking support, I'm also a really big, big believer in therapy and counseling. And I think that speaking to a trained professional on a regular basis who is not directly involved with your life and the people in it is so valuable. Um, And I've had the intentions of doing an episode just on finding a counselor because I know it's not very easy and I want to continue to normalize talking about therapy. But that said, um, a service that I've used a lot of and my clients have used is called BetterHelp. It's an online service where you pay one fee for the whole month and you get matched with a counselor based on what you're looking for, you want them to have expertise in um, or experience with, and you can talk to them via message, web chat, or phone call as much as you like during that month. And you can switch counselors really easy if they're not a great fit. Um, And it's really nice because you can just answer or correspond whenever it's convenient for you in the comfort of your home, which I think is really cool. Um, In previous experiences with counseling, I didn't love that time-wise or financially, like I could only go at most once a week. And then you, I felt like you just end up playing catch-up from the week prior. And so then you don't really have time to like do the work and work through things. So something like BetterHelp could be a really great option for you if you've had that experience too, or maybe you just want to try counseling in a more controlled, comfortable environment. Speaking of environment, number four is to change your environment. And the reason is that we often have environmental triggers. And so we could relate that to food in that, you know, if every time you come home from work, you have a little something sweet, well, then your body knows that when you walk in the door and see your house, like that sugar craving is going to kick in because now that you've experienced that trigger. So if you're in a funk and you're just spending a ton of time in your office or your bedroom or something like that, try mixing up your view and having a different view like a literal physical different view. (laughs) You might not be able to like move offices and I'm not saying you should like sell your house, but if you try working for more coffee shops or common areas or just being more intentional about like stepping outside for frequent walks or breaks, that can be really beneficial for just changing up your scenery and not falling into the same old habits or behaviors that are happening just because of where you are. Um, And if you're not sure if you need to change up your environment, consider doing a time audit of your day. So throughout the day, you know, set an alarm on your phone to go off every hour, draft out where you're spending each hour, where, where you've been for the last hour. And at the end of the day, look it over. And if you're in the same place for a lot of it, um, which again, being realistic here, a lot of us have to work in like an office in a certain spot. 
but finding ways to mix up your view and get more other other places in can be really, really beneficial. Um, and again, you've got nothing to lose by giving it a shot. Number five, show yourself some grace. And I say this partly as a reminder to myself because I don't know that we can ever really master the balance between working hard and demanding excellence from ourselves while also showing ourselves grace. But I think it's an important reminder for all of us. You're doing the best you can. And if you're drinking lots of water, which should have been key one, because if you're dehydrated, nothing's going to feel good. Um, and you're doing a morning routine and you're seeking friends or, or family support, or you're going to a counselor and you're trying different environments and you're exercising regularly and all of the things, and you still feel off or just in a funk or like you're struggling to come up with creative ideas. That's okay. And it's normal. And I think remembering that the struggles that you're experiencing are absolutely normal and human and that everybody goes through them can be really reassuring and just giving yourself a hug at the end of the day and knowing that you're doing the best you can is sometimes all you can do. And if you want to take it a step further, um, doing positive affirmations can be a really great way to truly show yourself some grace. And that just means, you know, looking in the mirror and saying it to yourself, which again might feel weird, but you know, if you're feeling funky, you might as well go for it. Um, or writing them down with conviction, like whatever you need to do to really solidify that in your brain. And, you know, affirmations aren't about lying to yourself or saying things that aren't true but rather putting out into the world what you want to be true and what you want to believe and and so that your brain is wired to look for ways to make that a reality. Um, You could say things like, I'm doing the best that I can, or I figure everything out, or I survived every tough situation that I have walked through this far in my life, or I'm somebody that prioritizes my health and well-being. And you might just be surprised how much those anchors really help carry you through your day and improve your mindset. All right, gang, those are my five tips to help you get through the funk that you're in or just to spark some creativity or some productivity. And again, those are just a few of the major things that helped me, but everyone is different. And I just think the more that we can talk about this stuff and put tools out in the world, I hope the more supported and loved and equipped that we'll all feel. Thank you for your support as I embark on this new venture and through this transition. And I just really appreciate you listening all the way through this episode. And if you're someone who's been listening to this podcast since day one, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I can't wait to deliver even more value to you through inspiring conversations and tangible tips in the episodes to come. Thanks guys. 